Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. Good evening, everyone. It is such a pleasure and privilege to be here uh, to share a little bit with you this evening. I want to very briefly set the stage, and then I'm going to get out of the way and hand over uh, to the speaker, Jose. He'll be coming in a little moment. Europe. It is a fascinating continent with ancient history, rich, unique, diverse cultures, and some of the most iconic landmarks in our world. Made up of 50 independent countries, Europe has a combined population of 800 million people. But tragically, multitudes of these people know nothing of the gospel of which we've been singing this evening. In fact, there are 18 European countries which are less than 1% evangelical. The shocking reality is this, brothers and sisters, Europe is now officially the least evangelical continent in our world. Secularism has a stranglehold. Roman Catholicism and Orthodoxy remain resilient. Islam, too, is on the rise, all of which means that today Europe is the most spiritually impoverished continent in our world. And it's a vast mission field, and my friends, it is our mission field. Now, at European Mission Fellowship, we've been championing mission across Europe for well over half a century, EMF is a thoroughly evangelical, reformed, interdenominational missionary society. We're a fellowship of around 400 churches, 2,500 individuals, all partnering together for the cause of Christ in Europe. Together, we support 90 workers spread across 16 European countries. Most are preachers, pastors, and church planters. And what we do is this. We train, send, and support mainly national leaders, helping them to plant, pastor, and multiply local churches. There are two standout features of our work. Firstly, we love the local church. We believe there's never been a greater need for churches across Europe which are God-centered, gospel-driven, theologically solid, and culturally connected. So we exist then to support, equip, and connect local churches right across Europe. The second standout feature of EMF is that the vast majority of our workers are natives, over 80%. This means they know the language, they know the culture, they know the people, and that's a strategy which is both sensible and biblical. So in both these ways, EMF is pretty unique. And what's our end goal? What's our ultimate aim? 
Friends, our vision is to see churches being planted, disciples being made for the joy of the nations and the glory of God. That is our passion. That's what we long for. That's why we exist. Friends, this evening, be in no doubt about it. Your friends, your brothers and sisters right across Europe, they need your help. Many of the churches they're laboring in are very small. Some are very isolated. Gospel work in Europe today is often difficult. It's costly. It's slow. But it's worth it. The glory of Christ and the salvation of sinners is at stake. So please, play your part. Come chat with us at the end at our stand. Pick up a copy of our vision magazine. You'll find them there. Learn how you can pray and give and even go. And I'm delighted this evening to be able to welcome one of EMF's most experienced and enthusiastic mission partners, Pastor Jose Moreno. Uh, Jose lives and ministers in the town of Alcatar, central Spain. He's been a pastor for almost 27 years, supported all the way by EMF. And he's going to share with us his heart for the gospel in the needy land of Spain. Jose, come along. I also feel it is a great privilege to be found here among you in this uh, Bangor Convention and to be able to say something about the work of the gospel in Spain. So uh, I'd love to be able to introduce uh, yourself what I believe it is this, the situation now in Spain, which is a time of unprecedented opportunities for the gospel. We were able uh, to recover democracy in 78 and since then, we have great opportunities to expand the work of the gospel in Spain due to the fact that there is a freedom of conscience now in Spain, freedom of speech, and you are able to bring the gospel. But those opportunities have arisen more and more over the years. So this is a time for Spain to know the gospel, to preach the gospel there. And I want to introduce uh, myself uh, first of all, let me get it right. Uh, I think the, the people have been trying to, very hard to say, so I will say in Spanish so that you will understand my name. I'm Jose Moreno, and in the Spanish language, we will add the second surname, Jose Moreno Berrocal. I have nothing to do with another famous man that is from Portugal. Uh, the only thing I can say is that uh, I am coming from central Spain, and of course, I am a supporter of Real Madrid team. So I'm sorry to disappoint so many of you uh, this evening, but this is the reality. Uh, the best team in the world ever is Real Madrid, and we are going to continue to be the best team of for many, many years, uh, who's going to get so many European Cups as Real Madrid will. So this is something that I wanted to say um, that is, is, is very important to say. Uh, I'm married uh, with another Spanish uh, lady, Virtudes, and we've uh, been able to train at the European School of Biblical and Theological Studies, and then we were called uh, 
uh, to do this uh, pastoral work and evangelism in central Spain in a town called Alcázar de San Juan, which is 90 miles south of Madrid, the capital of Spain. Spain is a land of contrast. Uh, there remains uh, a traditional Catholicism. Uh, this needs to be explained very carefully. Uh, Phil has uh, done a wonderful explanation of the whole situation in Europe. But Spain, Roman Catholicism, remains very strong. And the reason why it is a traditional Roman Catholicism and it remains very strong is because of globalization. And that is the, the fact that the people feel rootless in these days in which we find ourselves. And the roots they go back to in Spain, it is Roman Catholicism. So uh, don't think that it is uh, waning away, it's going away. The people are becoming more religious, even if it is in a traditional way. Certainly it is so in central Spain. At the very same time, we have a very strong secular mindset uh, also set in Spain. And that is also something that we need to uh, highlight. So these two forces are there and the evangelical church and what we are preaching is right in the middle of that. So that is a land of contrast. And we give thanks to God that uh, we are able to preach in the middle of this society in which we find ourselves there. And the Lord has been blessing his church and there's been some growth over the years. Uh, our ministry, as I say, is in the very heart of La Mancha. That is a picture of my wife, Virtudes, and our two girls, uh, Gloria, that is 26, and Paula, that is 24. And on the other picture, you can see uh, something that uh, will always be in your mind to identify what is La Mancha, that is the land of Don Quixote de La Mancha. So you want to have a good laugh, you want to have... Uh, a good read, read Don Quixote de la Mancha. There are very good translations into the major languages of the world, so that is the land of Don Quixote. And for those of you who go just to the coast and think about Spain like Tenerife or Mallorca, uh, in central Spain we get the snow. So this is uh, the weather that is, is there. We believe our priority should be church planting. This is uh, the Lord's purpose, that there will be a church that will glorify him. And therefore, we believe the way in which this is going to happen is what the Bible teaches, that that is the preaching of God's word. So this is just some of the people that come to the church, and you can see some of the people there uh, to listen to God's word. So we would highlight that it's very important that we preach God's word. And that is the way we've seen encouragement over the years, that people have come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ through the preaching of God's word. But we also believe that it's very important to do the Sunday school work, and this is also another priority. And it is a joy to see that uh, we are uh, preaching the gospel, and we are seeing families being saved, and the children are brought also to hear God's word and pray for the Sunday school work. I'm, I'm sure in, in a place like Northern Ireland and so many people represented here from all over the world, you know the importance of doing this work with the children. At the same time, we are also uh, very encouraged in these days with uh, the work among the young people. And this is uh, quite a large number of young people that we have now in our church there in Alcázar de San Juan. You pray for the teenagers, you pray for the young people because there's a potential there for the future. We need to realize that this is the church and the Lord is saving these young people as well. 
we also think that uh, we should not restrict ourselves to just preaching in Alcázar de San Juan. And we go to the other villages round and about us to take the gospel. And we have these mission stations in small villages. I want to highlight that the work that the European Mission Fellowship is doing is a work that is being done in Spain, also in central Spain. Uh, you find a lot of people going uh, to other parts of the world, of uh, Spain, uh, to the coast, and to the big cities. But it is important to realize that it's a work to be done for the Lord also in places where there are very few people. And still, we need to take the gospel to all the people of the world, especially in the small villages as well. Uh, the way forward is to be among the people. So we are not just waiting for the people to come to the church, but we go to the people. And this is a book a table, a book stand that we have there uh, in the main square of Alcázar de San Juan. And we try to engage the people. Uh, we have books there, we have tracts, and we try uh, the people to uh, come into conversation with us. And over the years, we've seen that people uh, have come to the church as a result of this effort that we are making, we are putting into coming outside of the church. Um, we also believe it is important to try to do open-air preaching, and this is uh, something of what we've done over the years, uh, trying also to bring the gospel preaching in different avenues, and this is also good that we are able to announce the Lord Jesus Christ in a public way. Another thing that uh, highlights what I was telling you about the wonderful opportunities that we are having now in Spain has to do with the television ministry. Uh, over the years, we've been invited to have a, a local a television program. Uh, that may be uh, unthinkable in some of the countries of this world, but there in our local community, they invited us to have this uh, program. And uh, what we do is in a format of an interview, uh, we are able to present the gospel. We bring subjects that we think are relevant to the position of the society in our days and it is a wonderful opportunity to bring the gospel. I've also had opportunities to speak in the national Spanish television that is on the left-hand side of your picture on different uh, subjects, and this is also a wonderful opportunity. So television is open, and that will be high, uh, highlighting the fact that we need to be praying that this opportunity to preach the gospel in this way will continue to be so. Another thing we, we believe very strongly is that we have to serve the community, that the Lord has sent us to live uh, among this community, and we are part of this community. I want to highlight that the work of the gospel in Europe these days uh, has to be a work in which you take a long-term view of things. Uh, we need to invest our lives. That is what we believe uh, God has called us. It is not just something, a short-term thing, uh, the Lord uses short-term things and missions, but in our case, if we want to have an impact in the society, we need to be part of the society. In places like in Spain, uh, with uh, traditional Catholicism, the people will distract you for a number of years. So you need to be there, to be known, to love the society and the community, to be able to make an inroad into that. And what we are doing, especially now, is trying to build bridges between the different cultures. 
as is happening all over the world. We have now communities coming to us from so many places in the world, especially the country of Bolivia. We have quite a number of Bolivian people coming to Spain for work. And uh, these people are coming, uh, and the Lord is doing a work among this community, especially, as I'm saying, throughout Spain, but in Alcázar de San Juan in particular. And people are being saved. And what we believe we have to do is to be able that these people are in our churches and we together worship the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is a wonderful example. If a church, in the church, they see this unity and this harmony between the cultures, that is a testimony to the gospel. In the world in which we find ourselves today, we know we are fearful of each other, different cultures coming along, and how difficult it is to live together. And yet, when we see what is happening in the church, that the Lord Jesus Christ is uniting different people from so many different cultures in the world, so we see something of the power of the gospel that people can perceive. So this is something that we believe it is also very important to do. Uh, another part of our serving in the community is the, the ministry in the prison. There is a local prison there, and we go there every week uh, to take the gospel and to bring help and counsel to the people that are there. And we believe this is also a very important ministry, and certainly the evangelical church at large in Spain is well known for this ministry in the prison. So that is something that we should be praying for as well, that the Lord will have uh, salvation there also in the prisons. Uh, there is also a wider ministry that we believe the Lord has called us uh, to exercise, and this is by way of conferences. Uh, this particular picture highlights what it was a very important uh, event that happened uh, last year. That was the 500th anniversary of the Reformation and we were given, uh, again, to highlight these unprecedented opportunities, quite a lot of opportunities to take the gospel in so many venues and in so many parts of the land. Uh, it was an amazing year, a year I think we shall remember forever in our ministries, not just myself, but so many of, our, of other people. We were able to go uh, to little places, we were able to go to big places, even universities of the land uh, to be able to speak about what the Reformation was all, what happened 500 years ago in uh, Europe. And to highlight that not only the Reformation was something that happened in Northern Europe, but that there was a Reformation also in Southern Europe, in Spain, in Portugal, and in Italy. And it was very important for the Spanish population to realize this, my friends, because uh, we were led to believe uh, when we were brought up in our schools, I was brought up as a nominal Catholic, uh, to believe that there was no reformation in Spain, that uh, Spaniards didn't embrace uh, the gospel but remained loyal to the Roman Catholic Church. What happened is there was a reformation in Spain and uh, the archives are being opened. This is also part of what is happening. And professors, university professors, are doing a lot of research about it and are beginning to make known to the public of Spain that there was a number of people there. But it was the Inquisition that destroyed this testimony in Spain, and the Spanish population was led to believe that there was no reformation. But certainly, there was a reformation in Spain. And we believe this is very important. Uh, you remember what I was saying about the roots. 
It is very important in our case, certainly in Spain, to say to the people, look, what we are bringing is this gospel. This gospel had people in this country in the past. Uh, so we are connected. We are not just something alien to the Spanish culture, but there was a people of God here in Spain. There were so many Spaniards, uh, uh, men and women, that embraced the gospel of salvation by grace alone in Christ alone. So we believe this is very important. And uh, this conference, I, see, I think we are uh, a great um, uh, highlight of last year. I also wanted to say uh, concerning this wider ministry that uh, I, I, I've been able to, to, to write a number of, of books over the years, and I want to highlight that as I was led to, to, um, to write these books uh, because of the fact that uh, we believe it is very important, as I'm trying to bring before you, that uh, wherever we are, and this is of application to all of us, we need to realize that the gospel has to go into the culture. Uh, I respect greatly that we do translation work. I'm not referring to the Bible. I'm referring to translate uh, theological books or commentaries or whatever. I have a great respect for that work. But it is very important for the nationals themselves to imbibe this literature, to be able to communicate then this work, uh, what God has done in our own different languages. So I will encourage all of you to write. Uh, if you are involved in any form of ministry, it is very important. You say, well, I can't write. Well, you try to write. It is very important that in your own language, you try to communicate the riches of God's word and what it means to you, the testimony. And throughout the years, we've seen this is a wonderful opportunity in Spain uh, because we are a very ancient culture. Uh, there is a, a lot of respect for writers. Uh, you may be despised as a pastor. Uh, pastors don't have a lot of respect in Spain, but if you write a book, you are very well respected in the society. And so every time I write a book, I said to the authorities I've, uh, of the town hall, I've written a book, and they, they prepare the book launching themselves because they believe it's very important for uh, the whole town to know about a writer. And whatever the subject, they want the people to come. The last book I wrote is a biography of a Roman Catholic priest that was converted in the 19th century, Juan Calderón Espadero. And uh, this man became the first journalist, Protestant journalist in the Spanish language in the 19th century. And at the same time, is one of the greatest and certainly the first expert on Don Quixote de la Mancha, the novel I was referring to earlier on, but you know, it was ignored. Why? Because he was not a Catholic. So the people of Spain were prepared to leave aside his knowledge of Don Quixote just because he was a Protestant. So we put together this biography of Juan Calderón with extracts of his writings, both Don Quixote and also of his theological thinking. And this book is now available in the Spanish language. So this is something that is happening now, and I will encourage you to pray for this as well. As I close, um, I want to highlight uh, something especially that is uh, in, in my heart. I, uh, I believe if you were to ask me what is the, the greatest need that Spain, what is the prayer point for Spain, I will use this verse, Matthew 9, 38. Pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest 
to send out laborers into his harvest. We need people that will preach the gospel. We need missionaries. We need people that will be willing to go to Spain to preach the good news of salvation to the Spaniards. We need you to pray for the people in the churches that the Lord will also call people, Spaniards, other Spaniards, to feel this call to preach the gospel, to extend God's kingdom in Spain. So that is a matter for prayer. And the other verse I want to highlight is uh, just to mention how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Uh, when we go out, when we go out here in Northern Ireland, well, you may not believe this, what I'm going to say now, but I'm so pleased to be here. Uh, some people say, oh, well, are you not missing the sun? Well, I'm not missing the scorching heat of central Spain. Because when you think about Spain, you think about the beaches, the beautiful beaches. And you, uh, this is a most beautiful part of the world, Northern Ireland. I like it here. This is a wonderful place. I like the green. I like the clouds. I like to see this. And we use, <laughs> listen, we use the word beautiful. That's beautiful for us. God has made it. But have you ever, my friends, ask yourself that question? What is beautiful in the eyes of God? What is beautiful in the eyes of God? What God will say, oh, this is a wonderful landscape. He created all. What is beautiful before his eyes are the feet of those who preach the good news. Do we value the missionaries as God does? That's our challenge, my friends. Do we see the missionaries with God's eyes? That's how we are to see this. It is very precious in the eyes of the Lord. What? What is made? Yes. But supremely, those who preach the good news that the Lord Jesus Christ is King of all, our only Savior and Lord. Thank you. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.